interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hello and welcome to The Salt Report, where two of the internet's saltiest nerds dish out all their salt about video games, cosplay, comics, movies, and all things nerdy. I'm Kay, and recording with me tonight is Jesse. Yo! And the sponsor in our hearts this week is Cryptid Todd Howard. <laughs> because Jesse and I realized... <laughs> That we're pretty sure when Todd Howard's not out there being like interviewed or whatever, he just doesn't exist. Yeah, like unless he's at an interview or presenting at E3 or something, Todd Howard ceases to exist. But then once we all believe in him and summon him with our hearts, he appears. I'm going to make video games and everyone's going to play them. Who's laughing now? (laughs) Brought to you by Jesse yelling, help me, Todd Howard, while playing Final Fantasy XIV. I can't help it. Like, every time I'm stuck in a situation where I'm surrounded by enemies and they're all attacking me at once, I'm like, help, help. And then I just said, help me, Todd Howard, and now I just do it. Like, it started out as a meme, but now I think it's sincere. Todd Howard can't help you. He can't even fix Fallout 76. Well, he could tell me lies. Tell me sweet little lies. Sweet little yeah. lies? <laughs> tell you, tell you lies? I was telling Kay I found a playlist on Spotify that was called Todd Howard, and I clicked on it, and it was just like 15, um, in, like someone had just put uh, the track Little Lies by Fleetwood Mac in there 15 times. And <laughs> that was it. That was the whole, that was the whole like, playlist. Isn't this that John Mulaney bit about the salt and pepper Let's diner? Do, pussycat. <laughs> I thought we selected twenty-seven plays <laughs> of Sweet Little Lies. <laughs> but yeah, that's the sponsor in our hearts because that's where he lives. All right, in our hearts. <laughs> in our hearts. <laughs> Moving on to the pre-salt. <laughs> I got a whole bunch of Final Fantasy bullshit to talk about, but first I'll talk about cosplay stuff. Uh, I've been working on my High Elf Archer cosplay. Yes, I'm actually doing it. Um, I've got the shirt most of the way done, and I've got the cape most of the way done. Horse Horsehair braid is magic. I um, was like, oh, the hood's gonna kind of look like shit if I don't do something to like make it look nice and round. So I got some horsehair braid and sewed that into the hem. And it's like, it just looks nicer when it lays flat. It looks nicer when I pull it up. It just looks nicer in general. I love it. Horsehair braid's good for hems. Um, it's magic. <laughs> uh, and it was it's not made with actual horsehair, if any of you are worried about that. It's, it's just plastic. Um, I assume at some point it was made with horsehair braid, but now it's just polyester. Yeah. Um, or the kind I buy. Oh, yeah, I see. But, um, yeah. Um, it's awesome. Good shit. Um... Uh, I also, I need, everything is like kind of in a half-finished state because I need to hem things. Um, And the shirt, I was waiting on a zipper to come in. The zipper's in and I installed it earlier today. Um, But I need to hand sew the lining down and also um, get the white part. Like I'm calling it a breastplate, but it's probably not armor. It kind of looks like it's maybe leather or something. Um, I have to get that sewn in. I'm not really sure how I'm going to do it. 
Um, I could, I kind of like the look of this without top stitching, but that would probably be the easiest way yeah. to do it. But it, top stitching is kind of an all or nothing thing. You have to either I don't do it at all or I have to do it all the way around. And I don't. I don't want to. <laughs> on account of I, I mean, would like I, not to. Well, okay. So here, in another episode of Kay Makes Bad Cosplay Decisions, um, I was looking for fabric for the shirt, and I found this fabric on fabric.com. It was the perfect sort of stiffness and the perfect texture, and it was the perfect color, which is weird because it's like this bright-ass green color. The only problem is that it was wool, um, like for coats. So, But it was perfect... So that's what I'm making it out of, and it's gonna. Thankfully, it's sleeveless and has big old ab cutouts, because um, otherwise it would be even more uncomfortable, probably. But um, because of the material I'm making it out of, it does just kind of generally look better without top stitching. So I'm like, mm. but. I don't know. We'll see. I Maybe by next week I'll have it figured out, or maybe by next week I'll move on to the shorts and I will have a third unfinished cosplay piece to this costume. Um, I also started working on the bow. I, I tried to make a pattern earlier today, but it's a little bit too small. I have a hard time making, uh, like, scaling for props, and I know that there's a website that'll do it for you, but I have a hard time figuring out how it's supposed to work and math. Math is hard! As, As we've, we've discussed. discussed before that math is hard. So I think I made it a little bit Our too small. Um, realization. <laughs> so I'll just have to redo it possibly tomorrow. Um, other than that, it's just a whole ass load of Final Fantasy XIV stuff. Um, so we have not recorded in two weeks, so I've got some built up. Uh, I did another couple of rounds with my static to do Suzaku EX and the first week well, it, which would have been the second attempt uh, we spent another three hours bashing our faces against Suzaku the closest we got was 7% health which we were really excited about um, and then we adjourned for the week and came back the following week and bashed our faces against it for another couple of hours but this time, at the absolute last second, she was casting her in rage. We we were running up against the clock, and we beat her. Yay. And it was so exciting. And her uh, the Suzaku great bow dropped. And I'm watching the cutscene because I'm like, I earned this. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see this cutscene. Um, one of my friends is like, Oh, look, Rez, look what she dropped for you. And so, because I was playing Bard, and so. Um, I was like, oh, the bow. Fuck all of you. I'm rolling need on that. <laughs> Fuck all of you. I'm rolling need on this. <laughs> and I got, I rolled a 96 and I rolled need on it. And since I was the only bard, of course, it is mine. And it's beautiful. Um, I was a little, I was initially a little bit disappointed because it's, I level 385 and the current bow that I have is I level 390. So it's like a worse bow, but uh, it looks pretty. So I just glamored my bow to look like that. It's it's so beautiful. I love it. Um, so that was really exciting. We also did um, in between attempts because we lost a person and we're kind of waiting for her to come back. Um, we did the Binding Coils of Bahamut, which I've been meaning to get through. These are a Realm Reborn raids uh, that were incredibly difficult at the time they came out, apparently. 
But now if you go in at level 70, it's almost a face roll. There's a couple of bosses um, that are still tough. The final boss is still... Uh, we almost wiped to the final boss because we were dumb and not paying attention, but we did it. Um, I I wanted to get through them because um, Alize walks out of the story very early on in A Realm Reborn, and if you skip the Coils of Bahamut, she doesn't return until Stormblood. Yeah, she almost. just walked right out the fucking and, plot for me. Yeah, I... <laughs> I was in voice chat with Jesse when they came through that part of the story, and uh, I don't remember what you said, but I was like, oh, did Alize just walk out? And you were like, yes. And I said, she will not be back <laughs> for quite some time. Um, but a lot of her character development, and also a little bit of character development for Alfino, and some interesting story beats about Dalamud and the end of 1.0 and like what happened with Louis Swa after that is kind of wrapped up in these raids that hardly anybody played because hardly anybody could complete them at the time. And they're not in any um, raid roulettes or anything like that. So I don't think they're even in mentor roulette. So they don't really, you don't really get an opportunity to play them until you get people together to do it. So it was nice to finally get those done. Um, I've also been leveling Red Mage more. It's it's still fun. I um <laughs> I think I was cursed because um I was talking in my Link Shells Discord um and a bunch of us were saying like, "Oh yeah, Red Mage is really great if you just want to turn your brain off in DPS because it's easy." Blah blah oh, blah. No. And someone whose main is Red Mage was quite sad about us all saying that. Um and then my next two roulettes were ones where I had to work overtime keeping my party alive you with Verays. So I guess that's uh, that's what I get for calling it easy. It has been fun though. It's it's um the fun parts of Black Mage without all the really punishing parts where if you drop your rotation you lose a significant portion of your DPS. It's a lot easier to keep track of. Um, also with the dual cast. Like, you cast one spell, and then you get dual cast, so you can cast your next spell instantly. Um, and this extends to your berets, so it <laughs> it's like a swift cast that you can get at any time. Um, it's a lot of fun, but I, I will talk more about um, Red Mage Adventures later, but I'm really enjoying it, and if they don't fuck it up too bad, uh, rebalancing for Shadowbringers, maybe I'll main that through Shadowbringers. I I'm, I'm not really sure. I don't want to, like dedicate myself to anybody for Shadowbringers because um, the battle changes, and I'm not sure, like, what the queue, the line. I'm worried about the line. Oh, God. Getting into dungeons. Good fucking luck. But, um, yeah. Don't really know what it's gonna be like, especially since they didn't add a healer this expansion. We'll talk about that more later, too. By the time too. I get to um, Shadowbringers, it'll be old content, TM. <laughs> TM, TM, TM. <laughs> Yeah. It's been 84 years, and, like, I don't even know if I can... I'll talk about this later. Never mind. Well, yeah. God, I have so I, um... <laughs> I didn't catch up to Shadow... To Salt... To, um, what's it called? Stormblood, until it was old content TM as well. Um, but I... I actually didn't catch up until the very last patch. Like, the most recent story patch I was able to do on launch and that was the only time i've ever been able to do that um so yeah it it took 
it took some time for sure. It took almost a year for me to catch I feel up. Like Jeremy, when um, I sent him that thing, and I was like, "Oh, the supernatural Scooby Doo episode." My mom made me watch it with her, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm excited. Can't wait to talk about it in four years." <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, oh, speaking of that sometime this month is my, I think in like a week or two is my one year Final Fantasy 14 anniversary. Woo! Um, but is this when you get the, is anyway, this when you get the squall stuff? <laughs> no, I already have that. How long until I get the squall stuff? It was a long <laughs> time. I'd have to, hold on. I think the first one you get is, uh, oh, maintenance is not letting me look at the veteran rewards uh... because... The first one you get is Cloud. <laughs> I think that's for like one month. I think the second you get is Zidane, and then the third is the Wild Rose set, which I don't, I'm not even sure what that's from. It's It was, I only got it recently. I want to say it's like nine months or something, but I can't check for sure because it's undergoing maintenance and... Ah, uh, come on. Give me the answers I seek, Google. Please. I just want his dope jacket. That's a lie. I like his pants because of the belts. I'm a lying liar who lies. How do I get the forbidden Leonhard attire? How do I get the forbidden Leonhard attire? <laughs> Reveal to me these secrets so that I may become powerful. Uh, 330 days, so almost a year. That's five days off of a year. I- Oof. 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 I can do it. I believe in him. My <laughs> love for Squall is strong. Almost as strong as Chris's, but I also don't have, like, eight Squall-like figurines, so not quite as strong. Um... After Aside from that tangent... <laughs> Sorry, y'all. <laughs> but I'll leave you- It's okay. I'll leave you with a- wholesome dungeon run that I had. Um, I queued up for leveling roulette and I expected a baby dungeon and I should know better because the other day I got Belsar's wall as my leveling roulette. So I know that there's above level 50 dungeons in there, but I wasn't expecting to get Doma castle. And so I'm like, Oh fuck, this is a level 68 dungeon. Oh shit. I'm wearing level 60 gear. I was wearing the um, augmented Shire philosopher set for my red mage that I dyed red and I wasn't really expecting it to be a problem. And I was like, well, I'm going to get better gear at level 70 anyway, so I won't worry about it. And then this happened and I was like, oh fuck. And I'm like, well, I'm DPS. So, cause like, if you go in there with an under gear tank, as I have before, it's kind of a bad time. Like you can definitely <laughs> do it, but it's, but it's not a good time. Um, and then also under geared healers are not a good time. Um, but anyway, I'm just like, well, I, I'll just, you know, I'll just be careful um, and I looked at the other DPS, and he was even under more undergear than I was, because he was wearing the Shire set, but he hadn't bothered to augment it. Um, I think he was a Dragoon. And then, so we, you know, we go along our way, and we wiped to a pretty large mob, and the Dragoon immediately says, hmm, and I'm already, like, giving him the side eye, because I'm like, are you going to be a problem? Cause are you going to be a problem? A problem? And it's a Dragoon, so you know how Dragoons Yeah, it's like, be. well, if, if he was going to start, like being salty and like what's like you guys suck blah 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 i would have been i would have immediately ratted him out as the least 
as the most undergeared person in the party. So I was like ready. My, my, my uh, <laughs> fingers were itching for that. But it's um, like, I'm sorry. I've been watching a lot of Jojo. So the like menacing text that comes yeah. up on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's me. Um, but I, so, I mean, we, we kept going and the tank started to pull smaller, um, kind of being like, Oh shit, I overdid it. Um, and then we get to a point and the Dragoon gets the little red d- disconnection symbol over it. Oh, he's gone. Um, and so the healer pipes up and is like, he lives with me and his PS4 is acting up. And I was like, okay, well, we'll just wait for him to get back then. Um, and, and then all of a sudden she's like, by the way, I really like your clamor. And then the tank's like, oh yeah, you look cute. And I'm like, oh, thanks. Aww. And I'm like, I'm sorry I'm undergeared for this. I really wasn't expecting Doma Castle. And they're like, Oh, you're fine. Um, and I was like, yeah, I mean, I, I queued up for leveling roulette. So I was thinking I was going to get like total rock or something. And they're like, you got this through leveling roulette. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, what the hell? And I was like, yeah, I know. Um, but anyway, the dragoon comes back and we get to the second boss. And, um, the healer goes down and I'm like, oh shit. And so I raise the healer heal the tank, heal the healer back up to full health, and then she just got, like, really unlucky (laughs) and just got wiped by a magic missile. And I was like, well, I did my best. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm trying to to raise her again, but there's too much going on, and we, uh, I ended up getting killed, too. And the healer's like, bless you. The healer's like, bless you, Raze. And I was like, I tried And she's like, you are a saint, and you have earned my player commendation. And I'm like, oh, thanks. Um, and yeah, sure enough, at the end of the dungeon, I got two player comms. Um, the rest of the dungeon much, much more smoothly after that. But yeah, I don't know. I started out kind of like giving the Dragoon the side eye, because I thought he was going to be a jerk, but he was fine, and everybody was fine. Listen, dragons so. trigger my fight-or-flight response. They're usually fine. It was just that this guy, like, we wiped Are the guys, they, like, though? Mm. Thor-face. Like, um, mm. I've been playing this game for a lot longer than you have. I can tell you the dragoon. Why do you, are usually fine. you so, like, you, is this because you like Dragoon? Like, there's nothing wrong with, like, I do playing like dragoon, dragoon but... and I like their aesthetic, but, like, God, it, maybe because, like, I, I don't know. I, I've been trying to, like, work out my aggro management, but I've had some dragoons who are just not very nice about it to me, because, oh, yeah. that would make the difference, yeah. yeah. And I, I am, like, already, like, a tiny tank, and I'm like, please, I'm baby. I'm trying my best. Like, I just figured it out. Please leave me alone. And I've, I've seen the, like the whole spread of people being assholes to tanks. I've seen healers be assholes to tanks. I've seen dragoons be assholes to tanks. I've seen, like, everyone be jerks to tanks. I've seen other tanks be jerks to tanks. I'm, like, trying like, real hard, to as a tank, just to never, ever say anything to my healer, ever. <laughs> because I've seen tanks be rude to healers, especially on forums and shit, and I'm like, please, leave them alone. If you are so worried about what your healer is doing, maybe become a healer. Yeah, maybe you should try it if it's so easy. Um, so, yeah, maybe that's why is that I'm not particularly biased against any particular class because I've seen everyone be dicks and I've I've had I've had every kind of player be a jerk to me too. So it's like, 
Y'all are just terrible. All of you. Every single one. But, um, yeah, definitely that, that little, hmm, kind of triggered my fight or flight response initially. You just never know, because it could be, like, a funny exclamation, or just, like, like, wondering, or, like, I just don't like when people make me start sweating in the chat. I don't like ellipses. Yeah. I'm like, what does that that's, mean? That's, like, my number one indicator for this guy is going to be a fucking problem. <laughs> me ignoring the chat unless it says, unless they're, like, hey, tank or something, then I'm just, like, not even paying attention. You should pay attention to the chat. I do, because especially when it's um, when it's a dungeon that has mechanic, like a super mechanic heavy. Like when I was in um, the one where the the one where we had the really good mentor. Uh, the one was that last night? Yeah, I think it was last night or the night before. I think so. Yeah, um, I had that really good mentor who was helping us, but I was really paying attention. Um, but it's it's I feel like. Like, maybe I'm just dumb, because I've talked about this before, but, like, if I'm in a dungeon, I cannot be listening to music. Sometimes talking to Kay is, like, more than I can, like, handle. And, like, I'm trying to focus on my rotations and keeping aggro and making sure no one else has aggro. And, like, because I've been having that management issue. And then, like, also making sure I'm not pulling too much and making sure that the healer is okay. And so, like... I have to, I get, like, hyper-focused, if that makes sense. Just because, like, I'm managing a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, but another reason you should be paying attention to the chat was exhibited in our Garuda run, where the healer said, wait, and you just went and pulled the boss, and I'm like, no, wait! Nope, going. (laughs) going but, i have tanked he, hey allow me to go ham <laughs> but he was he wanted to explain the mechanics nope. <laughs> too late it's too late <laughs> anyway pay attention to the chat because your pl- other players might be screaming at you to do something well that's but that's what i Especially- just said <laughs> And then you gotta call me out in front of everyone on my one mistake I made. (laughs) Boo! But you never pay attention to the chat. I'm always telling you what the chat people are saying. I just told you that I'm having a really hard time. I'll have this this argument somewhere else. But I'm having a really hard time because it's hard for me to focus on, like, what the fuck is going on. It's a lot to focus on, too. Yeah. I'm, I, like, I just have started doing the thing where, like, I don't pull until everyone is, like, behind me because baby players kept falling behind, and I'm like, I baby too, so I understand. I am baby. <laughs> That's why I started out as DPS. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, ah. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, it's fine. Tanking is fine. But is it's it? It's fine. It's fine. Is it though? It's fine. It's fine. It's it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I like my cues. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is nice. Is that I can ab- abuse my, your privileges for the cue? Yeah, just be like, hey, Jess, did you want to do a leveling roulette real quick? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was just you being nice. Ho ho! Your secrets it's revealed. Bold. <laughs> it's bold. Because like, 
I know that you need to do leveling roulette, but also I need to do leveling roulette. And if I do it without you, it's gonna I'm gonna be waiting 25 minutes. But when it's with me, God, I'm always surprised how fast I get stuff too. Because sometimes I'll be like, okay, Reg, bing, and I'm like, oh God, time to go. I know. It's like. And yeah, especially since now I'm kind of getting used to DPS queues again. It's like, oh, 30 minutes for MSQ roulette. Mm, guess I'll die. Got time to go, like, make myself a snack and eat it. <laughs> um, but with as soon as I go back to healer, I'm going to be like, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't even register for dungeons before I pee. Like, I always... Yeah, you have to be, like, ready. Yeah. Whereas I have time to... Go go fix myself a snack, get a drink, sew an entire cake. <laughs> <laughs> that that I I to be honest, a lot of my high elf archer progress has been made while waiting for dungeons to pop. So you know. I just I just want DPS to feel cues are good for something. I just want to feel needed, Kay. Is that a crime? Is that a goddamn <laughs> was- crime? <laughs> There was someone on Reddit that was like, I waited three minutes in a warrior in a queue as warrior recently and I almost died. <laughs> <laughs> but the tables are turned when it comes to Alliance Raid Roulette because the tank queues are longer there. Because you only need three tanks and 15 DPS. I don't want to tank in raids though because that's... I'm already dumb bitch mode. Like, I don't want to have to like be even more... Like, I, I have no idea. You know that old man who's, like, that vine, that, that old man who's, like, watering his grass, and he's like, 90% of the time, I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. That's me. <laughs> As we've just all established, dragging my fat ass on this podcast and making me look bad. Oof. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jesse. <laughs> My heart is broken. This is like that one time where we were, I was messing with you, and then you're like, well, maybe you're just a bad tank, and then my heart shattered. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> I said you need to learn to be a better tank. <laughs> my heart is broken. My heart remembers. To be Jesse will remember that. Jesse will remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Me laying in bed at night at fucking four a.m. reading on how to become a better tank and fucking making a folder so that I could put my fucking rotations in there and my helpful tips and tricks because I'm tired of being a bad tank. You'll get there. I fool uh, you. One day I'll be the best tank. Pardon. Part of the problem is that even when I was looking up guides for tank or healer, it's all like end game. Um, it's, it, the guides are all for like end game content, and they don't really help you with leveling. Yeah. So it's like, well, thanks. I'll remember that for whenever the hell I unlock <laughs> like that level seventy skill. But uh, how about for right now when I'm baby? When I'm baby. You got any tricks for that? Me going into every dungeon right now and just saying hello, I baby. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeeting myself into the dungeon. <laughs> People are nicer if they know you're new. Yeah. Most of the Most time. Of the time. <laughs> I did have that one guy in Sunken Temple of Karn when I was leveling White Mage. That was like, keep up. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> it's 
only game. Why you have to be me? He was, he was like, I told this story on the podcast, but here we are again. He was like, this is the only way you'll ever learn. I like asked him, I was like, can you please slow down? And he was like, no, this is the only way you'll ever learn to be a healer. I, I know because I'm a master healer. I would later learn out in that, learn in that dungeon that he doesn't fucking know what lucid dreaming does. So that's interesting. <laughs> master healer hmm. doesn't know what lucid dreaming does. It's not like it's one of the most important, like, magic-based um, DPS and healer skill. I'm the master. In your repertoire. That? <laughs> I would know. I know. I'm a master healer. <laughs> he, that, was, what? that was a fucking experience. I should have just eaten the penalty and left, to be honest, but I didn't. <laughs> but. Uh, people are weird. But whatever. <laughs> um, someday. Someday you will be OP tank. Yeah. It'll happen. I believe in you. I just I just want to be big dick tank. <laughs> right now I'm very small dick tank. <laughs> very small. Like tiny sausage. <laughs> like those little octopus sausage they put in people's like um bento boxes in anime that they turn into the little squids. That's me. <laughs> That's what size dick tank I am right now. <laughs> um, I don't even remember what I was talking no, about right now. No, 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 no. I think uh, you already did the binding coils. You talked about... Yeah. I think you were talking about... I talked about Doma Castle. Red Mage and then being cursed because you said... Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but I, I guess... Yeah, I guess that's it. I guess that's my pre-salt. Um, okay, so we'll start with the, 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 I, I have a lot of salt, um, as you can tell, but, uh, we'll start with the, um, pre-salt. I got my, uh, fucking seller's permit after a lot of confusion, um, part on the, thank you, part on the, like, partly on the fault of the con for sending out this mass email to the artist alley tables saying that you could get it at, um, they had a link, and supposedly the link was for the California tax board. It was not. When you click on the link, it sent you to a third-party, um, website that was fast filing, and they wanted you to pay 70 American dollars for filing your seller's permit and i know i did this for free last year like when you're as broke as i am you remember every fucking penny you spend right like that's just how it be and i was like i did not pay 70 american dollars to do this and then i realized that the link wasn't even a u.s gov it's not even like a calgov link um dot ca dot gov so i was like this isn't the correct place to go and when i did find the correct place to go it was a hot mess, and I thought I had registered for the wrong permit. government websites, baby! Yeah, and it's currently <laughs> being transitioned right now, so they're using a mixture of old and new website-facing, and it's just a big mess, but thanks to all the people in my life who helped me out, all my fronds, I got it done. So, it's done. I have my permit, which is good to know. Um, and then... Uh, I, I, I don't, I've been, I put more JoJo here, but they, I, I feel like I have more JoJo salts than anything. Um, I, I mean, like, not terribly. I realized somehow that I skipped battle tendencies. Um, and we'll say this, I was watch when I started watching, uh, 
the fucking the blood one the first season one um uh fuck i don't remember what it's called blood <laughs> that's it blood <laughs> no, the, the first season you know the blood of the jojo uh, <laughs> when i watched phantom blood phantom blood there we go <laughs> my brain was just blood <laughs> when I started blood. <laughs> when I started watching that season, I was watching it on a less than reputable website. Um and uh I think somehow like it I just skipped battle tendencies and or like battle tendency was tendencies wasn't there and then there was Stardust. But then my friend um is I acquired Crunchyroll. There we go, Jake. Fast forward to that point. Um, uh, I am using Crunchyroll now. And... (laughs) God, there's this um, video of this guy talking about his JoJo experience. And he was saying that somebody acquired the the seasons of JoJo for him. And that's all I can think about now. Um, I mean, you live in the same house. I don't see why... Yeah, I guess. Like, sharing a subscription would be a problem. Yeah. Um, Because they don't make... Like, couples who live in the same house pay for two subscriptions. That's true. Or, like, if you're a parent with kids or something, yeah. Um, So, we do live in the same house, so that's... So, okay, we've cleared this away. Um, Anyway, so I'm using... I'm watching it on Crunchyroll, and I realized that there was a season between Phantom Blood and and, uh, Stardust, and I was like, wait a minute. And then JoJo takes off his... JoJo, they're all JoJo. Um, Joseph takes off his glove, and he has a robot hand, and I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, I fucking... I missed something. So I realized that I wasn't... But I was, like, five or six episodes into Stardust. Maybe I just five. And so I was like, you know, I should probably just watch the, they had the re-edit, which they took a lot of the filler episodes out and just like the main plot story. So I watched that. Um, and I'm glad I did because I think Joseph is my favorite Jojo so far. Uh, I would actually recommend watching the unre-edited one. Cause like they really, it's all, it already kind of goes at breakneck speed to begin with. Yeah. But, um. I'll get you know maybe maybe after you've caught up you can go back and watch unedited battle tendency yeah I, people kind of shit on it but I I really quite like it yeah so. I so <laughs> Joseph is my favorite Jojo like Jonathan was very like that was the first one's name right it's been so long yes, yes Jonathan. so Jonathan was very like goody two shoes kind of like Superman Clark Kenty um and then that has its own and he also kind of had that like sailor moon thing i'm gonna beat you with the power of love um yeah i'm gonna defeat you with the power of the heart um (laughs) and uh and like the jojo stardust jojo what's his real name again jotaro uh jotaro jotaro um (laughs) he's a hot he's a shitty teenager he's a shitty teenager hot mess like 
move, bitch. And everybody else is like, Jojo, you can't talk to women that way. Um, <laughs> me, Jojo, how dare you disrespect this woman like that? Uh, but Joseph is like kind of funny, kind of like, like he, he, like instead of like just trying to use his powers for everything, he's like, ha ha, a gun. I lost my shit when he just pulled out a gun because I wasn't expecting it because I had just gotten through Jonathan. He just whips out a fucking Tommy gun. Yeah, and then I had moved to Stardust where they're like so reliant on their um stands because stands appear in that season that I was not expecting him to whip out a gun. And then like the the thing he's just kind of a stupid asshole i love him i love him too and like the grenades and then he's like oh yes my my plan c my emergency backup plan and they're like what is it and he's like run and he just looked <laughs> and i'm like i love this asshole or like he's like oh yes i have to get into this military camp in mexico hold on puts decides to get into drag but he's like this huge fucking dude and he's like and then he gets offended when they're like that's the ugliest woman i've ever seen he's like how fucking dare you <laughs> people call him like tequila jojo or something yeah yeah um tequila joseph tequila joseph i saw some really funny art where they drew like old ass joseph from part four in the tequila joseph outfit and he's like still got it <laughs> <laughs> he uh looks amazing um yeah i i was i i actually enjoyed that season a lot because i like that kind of thing i it was unnecessary that he had to like look through the keyhole at his mom in his defense he didn't know yeah, it was the, his mom but the, the race the racism is also kind of weird and unnecessary oh yeah but, like, think about like yeah what the fuck is going on and then also like i'm sorry i'm supposed to feel sorry for that dude who like or i'm supposed to care about the the and nazi the cyborg nazi. yeah I i'm like i don't give a shit and i'm like i i love that uh, uh Battle Tennessee gave birth to the most like, like the the screen cap that keeps on becoming relevant of Joseph being like, I didn't expect the Third Reich to show up. Yeah, because also there's <laughs> Nazis. Like technically, it's pre World War Two because World War Two breaks out at the end of the season. But like the Nazi, like it's still the build up. They're still there. Yeah. Um, we know who those people are. Like, and I'm like, I'm sorry, like, I realized that this was written by, like, a Japanese man, and we know what side Japan was on in World War II, so he has to walk this line of, like, knowing, like, where his country was versus where the winning side of the war was, and then you have, um, Caesar, who's technically Italian, and he's really proud to be Italian, but they very cleverly never mention, like, at least in the re-edit, they didn't mention his, like, opinions on the war, really. I don't think they do, and I don't remember. Yeah. He has a, re- he, by the way, he has a really shitty Italian accent in the dub. It's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a, it's an enjoy, he does say Mamma Mia in the, um, in the the like sub one like he's like he yeah. says it mamma mia because you know he's italian um i also love his like whole weird playboy attitude i there's so much going on i love caesar in the like pasta part where 
Joseph's eating the pasta, and then, like, Caesar's talking to that lady, and, like, talking about the jewelry at his bed- at her bedside or whatever, and JoJo's like, those fucking- I hate when dudes put the moves on girls like that, and I'm just like, what? <laughs> Mind your business, JoJo. Eat your damn pasta and leave. Um, yeah, it's a- it's a wild- it's a wild show. I mean, we also had that one that one Chinese henchman from Phantom Blood at the end, the one who's got I don't even know if he was actually Chinese, but he looks like the like you know, like the American propaganda drawings of ch- Chinese people. Um yeah. In in that that the guy who's like carrying um Dio's head around because that's a part that happens. Um, and that's when you first see the, like, vampire laser eyes, which they never mentioned until that point, and then, but expressly plays a point in battle tendencies, when that one guy just seems to only, like, he's like, I have eye lasers, and that's all the fuck he cares about. Um, I didn't understand at first, like, my brain was like, Wamu is just Wamu, and then my friend was like, Wham. And I'm and I'm like no, and then cars is the cars and like ACDC and I don't know how I didn't get ACDC, but like my because they spell it diff they don't spell it ACDC in the subtitles. Um, no, they spell it out phonetically, but it's, yeah, it's ACDC. Yeah, and so I that all went over my head. I was too busy being like, why don't they just shoot him into space? And then they did, but they had to do it in the most like fucking Jojo way possible. Um, of course. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a good time. Uh, it, there were times when I was like, this is questionable content TM and Stardust is even more so, but I'll talk about that later. Um, but like, I don't know. I, there's a lot to be taken in account for when experiencing this media. Um, but I am on my, I'm still on my bizarre adventure in case you guys were wondering. And now, an interlude for a story that my friend told me with the express hope that I would tell it on the podcast. So, my friend works at an establishment, and um, they have what they call a love section that's filled with, like, novelty items for adult novelty items. Handcuffs, paddles, floggers, vibrators, dildos, and stripper poles um so the stripper poles come you know they're not assembled when you get them they're in a box but it's a big box like i should mention that this box is like two feet high maybe um uh, two rulers yes yes two feet high um i'm like trying to picture it in my head so she my friend went on vacation and she comes back and her boss is like so a man stole a stripper pole while you were gone he finessed it right out the store. And she's like, what? And she's like, how does he, how does one steal a stripper pole? Like, this is not a very big store. It's in a mall. So it's very small and it's very compact. Um, it's dark in there. And because it's like, you know, an alternative store. It smells like incense. I'm painting a whole picture for you. Um, lots of novelty stuff in general. Um, so... The important thing to note about the layout of the store is that at the time, 
you have the cash rep in the center, and then there's kind of this wall in front of the cash rep, and on one side of the wall are all their keychains and stuff, and on the other side, um, facing the front of the store, is like a display of shirts. To the right, they have these three pillars that have, um, like, piercings in them that, you know, someone has to come unlock to get the piercings out. And then at the time, because they were having a huge sale, they had these big boxes that next to the pillars in near the center, because this is on the right side of the center cash rep, that were filled with t-shirts. There's the scene. So, um, he, my friend's boss, um, decides to show her the security tape of the man stealing the stripper pole. So... He walks in and he's wearing sunglasses, which is already suspicious because we're inside a mall and that store is very dark and he doesn't want to take off his sunglasses. So I'm just like, what? Nobody was... Because the sunglasses are going to protect your identity. Yeah. Um, so that, But nobody, like, nobody stops him. Nobody does anything. They're just like, yeah. And he's, like, walking around the store. This is, like, j- this is the shit they warn you about, too, in, uh, in, like... When you get um, oriented on orientation days for like for cash like cash rep or um, what do you call it recovery positions, but essentially he's like walking around the store and he's like saying hello to people and he's just looking at stuff and picking stuff up and talking to the employees and talking to people in there and he at one point goes over to the love section, picks up the stripper pole, looks at it puts it back onto the floor and then picks it up and walks it over just a few feet and then sticks it behind a display and then continues to walk around the store and do the same thing. Then he kicks it over to where the t-shirts are, hides it like next to one of the t-shirt boxes that are like, you know, the ones that are piled high with t-shirts because it's a sale. And then is like standing there talking to people, blah, 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 continues to weave it. So, you know, there are those three pillars. He puts them behind the pillar and like sits the box there. And then like, we'll talk to people and pick stuff up and look at stuff. And then he'll move it to the next pillar and then do the circuit again. And then moved it to the next pillar and did the circuit again. And he does this until he gets past the cash rep so that they can no longer see him because there's that wall there. And... He gets it to pass the t-shirt things, and then at that point, he picks it up and takes out the store, and he takes off running, but they can't really see him um, at the cash rep, but a customer comes up and is like, hey, just so you know, a man ran out the store with a box, and um, they're like, what the fuck? And they go over, and sure enough, the stripper pole is missing. That man, (laughs) like... Mission Impossible, a stripper pole out of the store. And she, my my friend was like, people were just like, you know, at this point, he earned it. (laughs) This may as well happen. Yeah. like What a weird thing to steal, too. I know, a stripper pole. I guess he just really wanted one. And, like, they go inside your room, like, they um, press up against your ceiling. Like, they have, like, a displacement thing. Like, you don't have to, like, physically really install it. Um, but yeah, it's a weird thing to steal. It's huge. The fact that he got it out of the store is really impressive. Um, his finessing was also kind of impressive. Uh, I, I mean, like, he stole something at the end of the day and it's on tape, but like, I just, it's fucking wild. She's like, I'm gone for one week and we lose a stripper pole, like, of all the items. Like, people, like, what they'll, like, because the love items, 
Um, they can't just have, like, a dildo out just showing. Like, that section's technically 18+, plus, but, like, they don't, they don't know if kids get in or not. And I think it's, like, a state thing. So they have these, like, blackout boxes that you can open up and see the stuff inside. Like, there's, like, a, like a clear plastic thing, mm-hmm. and then you close the box. So my friend opens those up all the time, and people have stolen stuff out of them. Y- you know. But, like, all that, like, takes zero effort. But a whole fucking stripper pole out the door, like a two-foot box, is a bit impressive. Like, I'm just, I'm not congratulating him, but I am... A little blown away. <laughs> yeah, and that's the the Mission Impossible stripper pole story. And that's all of my pre-salt. Alright, moving on to the salt. get a couple things out of the way first um there was a letter from the producer posted to the final fantasy 14 forums um in which they double down on all the stuff they're getting criticized for um in the from the tokyo fan fest where they're just like um like with the healer they're like why was a healer not added to Shadowbringers? like well we can only add two new jobs that's fair okay um but then they doubled down on the, like, well, we only had two physical range DPS jobs. Like, does, do, who care? Who could care? I just, why? <laughs> why is that so important? You get, you're having a hard time balancing the healers, so instead you decide to add another DPS to balance? Like, it's... Yeah. I don't know. It's... There's only two... There's technically only two physical... D- no, I guess there's three, because samurai. I always forget about samurai, but... And ninja, but like I don't know, it's just it's just a really weird thing that they're doubling down on. Apparently, astrologian is the problem. They're having a hard time balancing astrologian with white mage and scholar, but um, somehow it's not a problem to add a fourth tank. Whatever. And then the um, Viera and Hrothgar thing again. They just double down. They're like, it's they they've said before, like this is the last time that they're going to be able to add a race, probably, and that's completely fair because. Um, as I'm sure many of you can figure out or know, it's very uh, resource intensive to add a race to a game. You have to go back and create new meshes for all the existing gear so that it'll fit that um, race with minimal clipping and all those issues. Um, it's very expensive to develop a new race. Um, and they said that people have been asking for Viera for a long time, but people have also been asking for a really beastly, like different looking race for a long time. Um so the way I see it is that no matter what, somebody was going to be unhappy, but instead they decided to make everybody unhappy. <laughs> so I still, I just still don't really agree with their um, logic for that. I feel like they should have just picked one and dealt with the backlash from people who wanted Viera or wanted a beastly race more. Like I because also the backlash feel- of it being gender locked is more intense than I think it would have been. I, I have this idea that I was thinking about since they they had that whole thing about how, like, um, Viera or, like, the male Viera are, like, feral, like, angry animals. Why didn't they just make, like, the male Viera more beastly than the, like... Yeah, they could they could have made the male Viera look a bit more, yeah like, beastly. A little bit, um, a little slightly more furry. 
Yeah. They could have done that. Although I guess, like, I guess the biggest thing is that people wanted their Twinkie Bunny boys. Yeah, I guess. People, but that's what Mikote are for. That's what Mikote are for. Yeah, like, I can't believe. You can be your Twinkie cat boy. <laughs> I even made an alt of my Mikote, a Mikote alt that is literally just a Twinkie cat boy. <laughs> but, whatever, here we are. Um, they, they did decide, um, there was one addendum, they're like, we're not adding younger-looking playable characters, because y'all nasties can't be trusted, essentially. Um, That's but fair. They they phrased, they phrased it as if, like, it, we just don't want to present children in battle or in pain, And but I'm just like, no, no, Square Enix, we know the real reason, and it's okay. Yeah. Because I, I agree. I agree. We are nasty and can't be trusted. <laughs> I absolutely 100% agree. This is my ongoing conspiracy theory for, like, Mob Psycho 100 about Studio Bones being horny about Reagan, and it's like... It's because they can be horny about Reagan because he's an adult, yeah, and, and they also, want to deflect like, onto the adults. They're hoping that they can <laughs> deflect the horny energy of the fandom onto the adults, Instead of, like, so that they leave the, the children alone. And it mostly works. It mostly works. Good news, everyone. But y'all nasties. <laughs> y'all nasties are out there being weird. Um, but, yeah, uh, the other thing that they added is that, um, so originally they were saying that Hrothgar and, and Vieira won't be able to wear headgear. Uh, when the game launches, and I'm like, oh, great, so, like, I was right about you overtaxing yourself and running out of time by deciding to do one gender for two different races instead of just two genders for one. Um, but they have apparently been slowly fixing that, and they posted some pictures of a Viera and a Hrothgar wearing glasses, so, and the, the Hrothgar looks very dapper. I will say, the Hrothgar model is looking a lot better now, because that, that initial footage from the stream, I was like, oh, great, you got a shitty low-res Rogadin model and put a shitty low-res furry hat on it. <laughs> like, awesome. They look a lot better now. So I guess maybe that was just alpha footage. Um, Are we so at least going to get, like, comforting, an NPC that's the opposite gender? No. No? We're they just actually gonna... specifically said that, like, um, throughout the story, you're going to find out that they exist, but you won't see any. Which is like... <laughs> people were complaining about their immersion with cars and shit when it's like um when it's like yeah i i am immersing myself in this universe where i will never ever see a female um what are they yeah, especially since, like i i might be wrong about this but the impression that i got was the rock tika greatwood is like a viera village and yeah. so why why wouldn't they have have anyone th- I, okay before anybody sends me dms um or tweets at me i i understand the lore of 12 to to an extent i never played 12 but like to an extent i understand it where like the males like leave the village and are like warriors in the forest protecting the village or whatever but like don't they ever surely they come home sometimes right or like yeah like like... at least when they're horny like (laughs) (laughs) 
to find a lady. Like, do the ladies just go out into the woods when they want to have a baby and find when, a random... When the ladies are horny, they go out into the woods to find a man. Like... I could get behind that, honestly. It'd be, I hope that this is the... I hope this is the blore that you're going to have to say to my face because I absolutely, as as a player character, like, and I... like, And you know how, like, you know your player character. So, like, there's no way Sappho doesn't look around at a bunch of bunny ladies and go, how do you make more bunnies? <laughs> <laughs> do you just, like, reproduce asexually? Yeah, like, I guess she would understand a little bit because Mikoche have similar weird things, but, like... Yeah, well, just... they have men in their village. Like, they yeah. don't just banish them. Like, <laughs> Get out. There aren't many of them, but they are there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where, where's, where's are the men? <laughs> This also makes it hard for, like, I have other things, but I, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Sorry to interrupt you, Kim. I mean, no, it's okay. You can you can keep going if you like. like. Well, it just, anytime there's a gender-locked race, it becomes problematic in other ways of, like, like, I'm sure not every Vieira lady that's born a lady feels like they're a lady forever. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it leaves this weird gap for, like, the idea of, like, theoretically, like, you never ever see a male Vieira, like, but what about assigned female at birth Vieira who are angry <laughs> what did what did that guy say i for one am excited to play an angry uh, half feral, feral like half feral bunny boy like what if <laughs> like and i know that's like it sounds like i'm shit posting but i'm really not like i think about that a lot with characters because sometimes i see character models that like I, I, who have certain names and stuff, and I feel like, well, maybe that's that person's way of, like, expressing this part of themselves. And, like, I guess you could do it, like, I don't know. I think the whole point of- I do know that, like, there, I have seen people post characters to the Reddit or otherwise of, like, they made a female Elizin or a female Aura, um, character, but tried to make them as androgynous as possible. Um, and it's, you just kind of like, no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I feel like they were either trying to make a young boy or they were trying to like express themselves yeah. in an interesting and creative way. I think that because, because the whole point of like MMOs and fantasy games, besides the like dungeon mechanics and people who are super into raiding is this element of being able to get out of yourself and maybe people who don't have a sp- safe space to do that in real life can do it in game. Like that sounds, it sounds like I'm shit posting, but I'm serious. Um, and I like, it allows you a lot of place to like think about like in the same way that I've used D and D to get to that place for myself, you know? Um, I think that like people sometimes use Final Fantasy for that. I'm not saying this is the number one issue of having a gender lock. No, I mean role race. playing is big in Final Fantasy. Yeah. There's like, um, there's a lot of role players, even outside of Valmung, um, that role play through Final Fantasy and allowing more options for that. I think is great, even if they like took the existing character models and had options for making them a little bit less like, feminine or masculine. Yeah, because um, you're very be locked kind of in your, like, presentation of yourself. 
But I, yeah, I mean, especially like, with the like some of the clothing sets being like on the men, it's pants, and on the women, it's a skirt, and it's like it would be nice to have both options. But yeah. um, but I understand that it's like making more gear for them and blah 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 blah. But I also sometimes am like, hey. Um, I don't want this skirt. I, I don't want it. And it doesn't even make sense. Yes, I will wear this entire set of armor, but I'm wearing a skirt. Like, and it's not even like a skirt. It's like a mini skirt. I'm like, like yes. A, like a, like a skirt, you know, with the shorts yeah. underneath. I, um, but yeah, I know this isn't the number one issue, but it, it is an issue that I think is like, it inevitably comes up whenever you gender lock a race and, in a series. And, even without the LGBT-friendly angle that we're kind of talking about here, like, people have been asking for a long time for more options for the existing character models. Because, like, all the characters only have, like, four face options. And, you know, like, you kind of don't have a lot of... um, You don't have a lot of options for the build you can make. It's like, you can make your character taller or shorter, and that's about it. Uh, One of the first options you get... As a female character is bust size. Boobs! Yeah! Um, it's like, what size do you want your breasts to be? And I was like, I would like to call the police immediately. I, where, I, oof. I was like, where are my muscles? Yeah, it, it, so it would be kind of nice if maybe in the future they were able to add more customization options for existing characters and character models. Who knows if that'll happen, Maybe they'll pull out the hashtag PS4 limitations card again, uh, like they did for PS3, apparently, for quite a while. Um, but, again, remember, I'm hearing this secondhand. But, like, y- you know, like I-, I get where you're coming from. It would be kind of nice if instead we had more options for, um, or even, like, with the Viera and everything, there were more options instead of just, like, a sexy lady. <laughs> Yeah, like, there's nothing wrong with a sexy lady, as, as yeah, we all know, I love sexy option. ladies. Yeah, but, yeah, exactly. Because some people are going to want to be a sexy bunny lady, and that's okay. Yeah. But it would be nice if people maybe were allowed more options than that, and were able to be, like, more tomboy or a bunny boy. A bunny Imagine boy. that. Um, and yeah, like you said, they could have made the male Viera more beastly and feral looking. I think that actually would have been really interesting. Um, but... I mean, but then also, you'd have to explain that the 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 female bunnies and the male bunnies, but they they have bunny features. Like, okay, we all know furries are exist, so it's okay. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Fucking reckoning's gonna come in the Final Fantasy fourteen um, role play community when Hrothgar drop. Let me tell you. Oh God, free me! <laughs> Excuse me. I ha- I must go. My people need me. <laughs> The furries have arrived. Well, they're already here, but they'll arrive. They've been more. here all along. <laughs> Maybe the furries um, were the friends we made along the way. They are uh, moving on. <laughs> there, moving on from that. Um, I mentioned earlier that I think I was cursed by saying that red mage is easy. Um, so my first cursed red mage moment was I got level roulette, and I, um, I so I waited like twenty minutes for level roulette, and got Orem Vale in progress and I'm like, oh boy. Your favorite dungeon. One of my favorite dungeon. <laughs> um and as soon as I get in I hear I get, Hello, please vote kick so and so. 
and I look at the party list and so-and-so is um, AFK. And so, like, they're, they're out of the dungeon. they just a bunch of question marks. And so I'm like, okay. So I initiate the vote dismiss, and it goes through. And we have to sit around waiting for a healer. And so I'm like, so what happened? And um, they're like, I think we got unlucky and we got bots. And I'm like, how do you know? And they're like, well, the, and like the, the person I'd vote dismissed had like a gibberish name, but sometimes that's just like a hashtag lore friendly name. So you never really know. Um, Rogan and names in particular, like sea dog names are just key smashes. Yeah. But um, there's a guy, there's like an NPC in Limson that's named like Aldskiff. And I thought for a long time that he was a bot, but um, I, um, but they're like, yeah, their their names were total gibberish, and when we looked into their search info, that that was also gibberish. And no, it wasn't another language; it was actually just gibberish. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, I do think it was pretty funny that they specified, like, no, it wasn't just a foreign language. Um, it was gibberish. It was gibberish. So we wait around and we get this healer who is baby. Like, they they were so nervous, and um, so we start. And the tank pulls too much because it's Orm Vale and the healer can't keep up and we wipe. And like, oh, it's okay, it's okay. We go again, um, pull more enemies, wipe. Oh no. <laughs> oh, oh, oh yes! I, I remember this. I was like, I feel like this seems so familiar. But yes, I remember this. Yeah. So <laughs> we... <laughs> I have told you this story before. Again, it's been two weeks. But um, then we get into the first boss and we wipe. And the healer says, I can't do this. (laughs) I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh that loud. Yeah, they said, like, I'm sorry, I can't do this. And they quit. I I feel bad for the healer. They were, like, really, really nervous. um, Weren't handling the stress well. And Ormvale's kind of a tough dungeon on healers. Um... If I remember correctly, they were a white mage, and I think I think that is the dungeon before you get Medica 2, which is your AoE regen, um, which makes that dungeon pretty tough. Unless I'm... Hold on. Hold on. Now I have to research this. But um, either it's way, it's, it's, like, it's a really human. tough dungeon. It's a tough dungeon um, for healers. But after that, like, they quit, and the tank decides to be a dick about it. It's like, why are people so bad at this dungeon? It's not even that hard. I'm like, it definitely is, but okay. Um, but then the vote abandon pops up, and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, let's just leave. <laughs> like, Let's go. I hate this. Yeah, what, Medica 2 is level 50, and Orem Vale is a level 47 dungeon, so this would have been before they ever got Medica 2, which makes... A lot of dungeons much easier. Um, yeah, not not a good time, but that meant that I had to queue up again for Duty Roulette, and I don't remember what I got, so it must have gone pretty smoothly. Um, but, yeah, I got Belser's Wall, which was tough, and we wiped that a couple of times, too, and the healer rage quit, because the healer was the problem, actually. Um, I didn't say anything Sorry, to him directly. I got but ASMR like... just now from that. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Sorry. I like cupped actually. my hand over the microphone like I was whispering into it. Um, which probably caused that. But yeah, the healer was the problem actually. The tank was pulling pretty big, but it wasn't 
it was the kind of big pull that you should be able to handle by that point. Um, because it's like a level 65 dungeon or something. You hit 63. I don't remember. It's, it's 60s. Um, so the, the healer should have been able to handle it. And I like checked everybody's gear and it was all fine. And like, but the healer just like, I kind of, the second time we wiped, I kind of watched the healer and I was like, why are they only casting cure one? Rip. And I was like, oh no. And I like, at that point in the story, Red Mage does have, um, for cure. So I was trying to pick up the slack, but like. Red Mage isn't a healer, so it wasn't working. Um, and so we wiped, and they rage quit. And then a DPS rage quit, and I looked at the tank, and I was like, I'll wait if you'll wait. And they're like, yeah, I'll wait. And so we waited for two more, and like we got a DPS pretty much immediately. And then a new White Mage joined, and they handled the dungeon just fine. So, eh, they were They were doing it the way I would have run it, with lots spamming holy and Medica 2 and all that, so I mean and we got through it um, that's the first time I've played Balser's Wall like, since I did it for the stories, so that's kind of interesting um but anyway c- more Cursed Red Mage's Ventures and then finally, this happened um, yesterday actually um, I did Trial Roulette and I got Lakshmi and I'm like, fucking sick. Can't wait to jam out to this music for 30 minutes. Um, <laughs> but there was a lot of newbies. And so I'm like, okay, like, when you see the bubbles, make sure to use your special ac- action so you don't go shooting off the edge. Um, <laughs> and they didn't listen. Because so they're I, like me and they were, like, distracted and didn't read the chat and flew off the edge. Well, this was before the poll. So they just, like, dead ass didn't listen. Um, but I think, I think maybe I'm going to set up a danger bongos <laughs> macro. Set up a for, danger bongos macro. Yeah. Just be like, pay attention. Important mechanics are happening. Um, but that for, for that and for the labyrinth of the ancients and various other ones where it's like, do the, do the thing or you'll die. Um, but I didn't have it for this, so I was just typing in the chat, use Braille, and then I, they go flying off the edge, and I'm like, okay. And the healers, especially, were failing to these mechanics a lot. Um, and so I went on, I went full res mage. I was keeping the healers up, I was healing people, I would pick up the healer and then mana shift them, and then heal them back up to full so that they had, like, they could at least, like, get started healing again, and... Like, you know, like, okay, you're on your feet. Come on, go, go, go walk it off. Come on. Um, but I, I carried my party to victory against Lakshmi on the hilt of my rapier. And I get to the end. And do you think I got any player commendations? No. Hell no. None. Zero. None player commendations. None. None player commendations. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, that's fine. Whatever. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. But, um, the last thing that I had to talk about is completely unrelated to Final Fantasy XIV. I don't know how much I've talked on the podcast about my meatless adventures, but I've been trying to cook less meat and eat less meat. And so I've been mostly I eat a lot of beans because it's cheap and easy um, and unprocessed and all that fun stuff. But sometimes you want to jazz things up a little bit. 
my last meat-free adventure was more exciting. It was tempeh, and tempeh's really good. It's just tofu, but, like, not a mushy disaster. Um, so that was fun. And I tried, like, seitan, which is, I guess, just wheat gluten. That one wasn't as good. That one was kind of a weird texture. Some of these meat substitutes are weird textures. Um, they're also kind of expensive So sometimes. So uh, I got a coupon for the Beyond brand meat products, and it was, like, it was $3 off, which I found out when I got to the store is about half off a package. Um, so there's no way that this is sustainable to buy all the time. That's for damn sure. But I've been hearing about it because uh, Del Taco's got their, like, Beyond Tacos or whatever. And um, decided to try it since I had this coupon and I would probably never get another opportunity. So I bought, they were out of the meat crumbles. So I bought the, like, Beyond Meat burger patties. And I was like, well, I'll just crumble them up and make like a stir fry because i have this like mock bulgogi recipe that i've done with both um ground beef and with textured vegetable protein and both of those are pretty good um so i was like well i'll crumble it up into this recipe and i open the package and i get this like weird smell and i'm like where is that coming from and finally i just hold i like smell my hands because I've been crumbling up the meat and I'm like oh it's my hands I'm like wait a minute and I stick my nose in the bowl like it's the meat is it supposed to smell like that yeah it smells like (laughs) it smelled like a car tire and yeah like I googled it eventually and there's like millions of posts on reddit and other forums that are like is beyond meat supposed to smell like that um and so I mean, I cooked it, and it stank up my entire kitchen. And with the smell of my soy sauce mixture for the sauce and this horrible, horrible meat substitute, to its credit, exactly as advertised, it has the same texture as ground beef. But, like, fuck, never again. The smell is not worth it. (laughs) Especially when it's, like, full price, it's, like, $6.50 a package for two tiny little patties. Like, fuck that. Like, ground ground beef is like three dollars for a pound, and for half a pound it was six six fifty. Fuck that! No, never again. I'll just stick with TVP. <laughs> that's just like a dollar a pound. Um, but yeah, that's that's my boring ending to my my salt is Beyond Meat stinks like the tire fire, and it's weird, and I'm not sure if this I like is it. Important news for people. <laughs> I guess. You gotta get the truth out there. <laughs> I'm still going to try the Beyond Tacos if I ever am in, in the area. I'm just like, you know, I feel like a taco, but I don't feel like cooking. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> ah, that's my salt. All right. The other day, I've learned, this is just, this is just random. Um, but the other day I was reading a post about Marvel movies rake, ranked by trains um, like whether or not trains appeared in them. Um, and in that post, it's just casually mentioned that Elon Musk was an Iron Man too. And I was like, what? No. And I Googled it. And there he was an Iron Man too. And I'm just like, so this was terrible news that I had to, <laughs> was anybody going to tell me that this, that this happened? I saw Iron Man too, but I probably didn't know who Elon Musk was at the time. Let's be honest. 
Excuse me. And I mean, he, he sounds like a, his name sounds like a like a made up person's name. Yeah, it was so fucking wild. Go ahead and uh, do yourself a favor and ruin your day by remembering that Elon Musk was in Iron Man two and Google it. He like comes up to Tony and starts talking to him about space travel, and I'm like, Ugh. um. So that happened. Uh, my last week, I was at the mall with my friends. And my black fanny pack that I love, um, that y'all can make fun of me, but I love fanny packs. Uh, I wear them, like, around my shoulder, although at the con. Yeah, (laughs) like cable. I wear my fanny pack like cable. I saw Deadpool 2, and I was like, shit, that's how I want to live. Like, that looks convenient as fuck. And I, uh, acquired a fanny pack. And I have one that has kind of a hardcore zipper. And I've had that one for a long time, but it's not black. It's, like, forest green. I mean, I love it. But, like, it doesn't necessarily go with everything. Black goes with everything. So I get this fanny pack, and I'm living, and I'm loving it, and I went to zip it up, and it the zipper just broke. Like, the like it broke. And I tried fixing... I took everything out of it and tried to fix it. It's gone. And I didn't have it for very long. And my heart is broken. Um... So that left me. I that was also the same day that I cut my hand on a gashapon thing, and there's a scar here now. So that's a thing that happened. Um, because I'm an adult, <laughs> and it wasn't even my friend couldn't get hers open, and I had gotten mine open, so I went to get hers open and just sliced my thumb open like an asshole. Um, let's see what I th- this is. This we're going down the list. Uh. I'm in that part of Final Fantasy XIV where I'm not, like, big strong, so there's a bunch of shitty areas right now where I go in and every enemy aggros to me immediately, and they're, like, either just under my level or just over my level, and making- I think it's, like, ten levels above is when they stop bothering you. Yeah, and, like, they they are making my jobs very difficult because i already like will do stuff and then it you have to fight the like like if you like break something over in an area and then the like enemies will appear right but then it'll aggro like five fucking frogs from over yonder and they'll come over and i'm like i can't even fight these things and now you want me to fight these frogs and i've been having this this is when i started yelling help me todd howard um so that's that's been a problem mordona wasn't fun for me when i first got there either more Dota, the actual like city was i got there and i was so excited because it looked like legit high fantasy town and yeah, then it's cool but like the outside area is a, yeah, is awful and awful. i hate it it's so awful which you know um and then it and then i got the great news that thancred uh had betrayed me but i guess you know he was brainwashed as as k keeps reminding me and i'm literally, like like literally earlier that same day when I was raiding with my friends, I mentioned that I'd been playing this game with you because you were new. And I was like, I can't wait until they get to the fan cred reveal. And like, and I, I think this is the most excited I've gotten about something yet in Final Fantasy. Cause I stood up, I stood yeah. up and rolled up my sleeves like, what fan cred? What? You jumped up little twink. What is going on? Ah! And I like she's and Kay's like he's been brainwashed and I'm like I'm gonna recalibrate his brain like fucking and the I'm Hawkeye like, you literally are though yeah and then she's like you actually do have to fight him and I was like I don't want to fight him it's Thancred I 
have weird feelings about Thancred. I I don't know how to feel about him. I have on and off again. I love love, Thancred. (laughs) I I just, I'm always, I'm like jokingly mad at him. I feel like if we were friends in real life, I'd be like, (laughs) I'd be like, thanks Thancred. And he'd be like, I didn't even do anything. But like deep down inside. I'm imagining Sappho standing in a field just screaming, you jumped up little twink. Minfilia is just sitting there like, are you going to be okay? Just like, just so angry. Ishtola's like trying to carry her onto the like airship thing. And she's like, I'm going to kill you. Ishtola's like laughing. (laughs) I'll see you in hell, Fancred. Albina's like, Staffo, please. And they're like, wow, this warrior of light sure is just like a raccoon we fell, found on the street, isn't she? Um, yeah, that's pretty much accurate. So, yeah, I had big feelings about that. This is the first time, I think, in Final Fantasy so far in fourteen that I've just been like... You, you got really upset when you walked into the Waking Sands and all those people were just like dead. That was yeah. another one you got really upset by. I was like, what? And then Comuxio gets knocked into a wall and dies. Uh, I'm like, she's not dead, though. And then Kay is like, uh... And I'm like, uh... And they made me go collect them all to bury them, and I'm just like, uh... And I have to bring their dead-ass body back to their, like, village, and I'm like, here's your dead friend! Goodbye! <laughs> like, I hate this! Ugh, it's awful. Yeah, Final Fantasy XIV is a good time. Your heart will shatter. Uh, yeah, there's there's actually like good plot twists and stuff in this in this story. It's, it's yeah. pretty wild. In between me like going through the text so fast because I'm like, oh, this is so boring, and then like, but usually that's like, hey, I need you to take this to Jim, who's gonna give it back to you. I'm sorry, there's a spider doing something freaky outside my window, and I don't want to oh, look geez. at it. But ugh, what is happening? Okay, sorry, I'm gonna put my computer in front of it um i'm an adult i promise yeah don't worry because the other day i opened up my sewing box and there was a tiny spider in there and i screamed and slammed the lid shut so you're like not today (laughs) um yeah final fantasy 14 in in a continuing theme of things that have broken for me my um my PS4 controller is having really bad analog drift. Like, the camera is just drifting all over the place, which is also making it hard for me in dungeons. Um, it was making Palace... Of, like, Palace of the Dead's annoying, but it's just, like, kind of repetitive annoying. Uh, it was making it unbearable. So I don't even know how I'm going to be playing while my controller is just fucked up. I tried, um, like, blowing the dust out of it and cleaning out the with like I have like a little fan brush and I was like wiggling it in there and trying to get the stuff out Kay and I were looking up videos about it do you want to say the thing about that one guy the guy was like okay so you need to put your mouth over the analog stick and just blow all the air out and then like inhale and try to get the dirt out and I was like what and I'm just like I would prefer not to so as I'm relaying as I'm calmly relaying this to Jesse I'm like well, he's saying that you should blow it out with compressed air. Actually, he's saying that you should put your mouth over it and, and suck the air out. But I think compressed air is better. <laughs> I know. The way you delivered it. I'm like, excuse me? He, wa- he wants me to do what now? Why um, are gamers like that? <laughs> he wants me to give mouth-to-mouth resuscitation to my fucking PS4 controller. And if I thought that it would save me $45 in buying a new one, which after tax and shipping will probably be more like $50... 
I, I might do it. Um, this other guy was talking about how you have to open it up and uh, look at the part on the side of the analog stick and then pry it open with some tweezers and then check to see that that disc isn't blue. Um, if it's still copper and it, you can try just cleaning it with alcohol, if it's blue, it's dead. Um, I don't know that I have the, like, balls to open up my controller and start dicking around with it. Like, the warranty is already gone. Like, I don't have a warranty on it anymore, because I think it was only a year long. So you got nothing to lose. Yeah. I guess you're right. I guess I could do this. I think the problem is, is that I stored this in a place where it, A, fell a couple of times, um, from a high place, and B, I think there might have been some pressure applied to the analog stick, and I'm worried that I just, like, permanently broke it forever. Um, I guess I could try opening it up and see what happens, because if it breaks, it's already broken. Yeah, but... I mean, it's basically unusable right now, because the way, like, it gives you motion sickness. Yeah, it gives me motion sickness, and I woke up this morning, and from trying to, um, counterbalance it drifting upward, I have inflamed the tendons in my right, uh, wrist and up through my thumb, because from drawing for years, I have, um, I get, what do you, what the, they call it? Is it hammer thumb? I get hammer thumb a lot, but I also get, I have tennis elbow in this arm, um, inflamed, uh, tendons, like the thing that begins the carpal tunnel and my thumb doesn't, yeah, tendonitis. And then my thumb doesn't get stuck so much as it just hurts. It hurts so yeah. bad. Um, I mean, it and, sounds to me like the controller is essentially unusable in its current state. So yes, if you break it, well. it's it's not really any big loss because one way or another, you're going to have to get a new controller. Yeah, I can't really afford one right now because yeah. I just blew all my money on um, tabling for this con because it costs money. And I probably won't even like break even. So that's a sad time. But, um, yeah, I'm just sad, Todd. Like, I, <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I, I, I'm just complaining, basically. I'm sorry that y'all have to hear this, but, like, I need to get it out. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna try and open it up, see what I can do. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm you gonna... got nothing to lose and everything to gain, because yeah, maybe you'll so fix it, well and then try. you won't have to spend money. Maybe I'll fix it. Um, I like that plucky attitude. All I can think of now is Star-Lord being like, dude, don't call us plucky. We don't know what it means. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so that's sad. Uh, next piece of I got I got to the part in Stardust Crusaders with the orangutan. Like, why didn't you fuckers? Okay, Tumblr tried to warn me because years ago I was on Tumblr and there was this post and it was like, why is Stardust Crusaders like that? Years and ago, so you shared that with the DMs like last week. Did you do that with the DMs? Like a it, couple of weeks ago, yeah. Like. But to be fair, I have seen that post before. Like, it's an old post. Let me see if I can find it and see when the origins of that post was. But they're like, why is Stardust Crusaders like that? And the person underneath is like, like what? And they just show a picture of an orangutan. But I didn't know! How was I to know? Like, oh, it comes, like, the orangutan is on screen, and, like, the weird stuff is happening on the ship, but there's nobody else on the ship except for the JoJo people. So I message my friend, and I'm like, please don't tell me the orangutan is the stand user. Please. I, and they're like, he's like, I'm sorry. It, 
it is. And um, I'm like, okay, but the little kid lives, right? Because there's also this little kid they found the episode before. Um, and Jojo decides to see that she's a girl. He has to touch her chest and be like, is this a girl? She's like 10. So I don't really know if he, like, there's supposed to be boobs there. And that's how we know it's a girl. But also she fell into the ocean and her hat didn't fall off. Like he has to yank it off and then her hair comes up. I mean, I'm trying to argue with Jojo logic. So... And, but my friend is like, I am going to warn you that the little kid doesn't get hurt, but there is some weird stuff because that orangutan is a perv. And I just screamed, no, no. And then the orangutan fucking lights a cigarette and pulls out a Playboy. And I'm like, I'm fucking calling the police right now. I hate this. I hate every fucking bit of it. This is bullshit. I, oof, oof. Like, you could, how was I to know that that's what was gonna happen? And then it turns out that the whole fucking freighter is the is the orangutan stand and then it's like watching her in the shower and I'm just like she is a little girl! She's ten years old! And I mean, Jojo comes to her rescue, but like, why does this even exist? Why is this even a thing that happened? Why is there an orangutan that has a stand? Also, it's like God's reject rang- orangutan. I don't know how else to explain it to you. It is like, Mather, why have you forsaken me? It's like someone who didn't know how to draw an orangutan, like, drew an orangutan from a description that someone had of an orangutan. <laughs> like all those videos that people do where their friends try to draw, they try, like, try to tell their friends about a character or something and their friend tries to draw it. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what the orangutan looks like. Um... That, fuck that episode and my other friend is like yeah stardust has problems tm and i'm like no there's more problems and then he's like i need you to know that that's not even the worst stand like the weirdest stand in this um season and i'm like no 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 so we'll see what happens and then like the next time to be continued oh right right now we're in walk like an egyptian um which is they're not even at this rate they'll never get to egypt like i know they get there but like i'm on episode seven and they've already been like they they, they got there's like there's quite a few episodes in stardust crusaders yeah, they got on a plane, they got on a boat, now they're in Singapore, where are they gonna they, walk to Egypt? They, they like, go through Phantom Blood and Battle Tendency at breakneck speed, and then they slow right the fuck down for Stardust Crusaders, and it's like 25 episodes or something. I don't care for it. It's not my favorite. It's also not my favorite joke. My favorite character, if you want to know, in Stardust Crusaders is Kakyoin. Um... Uh, I, I have weird feelings about what Harshafant Green did in the episode with the school nurse. But Hierophant like, Green. Hierophant Green. I just said Harshafant, didn't I? You did. I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of my boy. <laughs> who I, who I googled and then learned some news that I wish I hadn't. Um, <laughs> it's on my brain now. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Kakuin's my favorite. He has the singular, the single, uh, brain cell of them all. He's the um, only one that has any brain cells in that group. Yeah, he, I love when he's, like, telling you random shit. He's like, in Hong Kong, if you take the lid off of your tea, that means that you want more tea. And when they come over and pour, give you more tea and you tap on the table twice, that means thank you. And I'm just like, okay, tour, tour guide Kakuin, thank you for this wonderful... exploration of different places i hope he continues to take me on tours of other countries um as we as we go on 
Um, Dio is still high-key a favorite, I'm gonna be honest. I know that I'm supposed to hate him because he's evil, but, like, he's also... How, how can you not? And, like... He's so he, awful. It's awesome. He's, he's so awful, and he has... But he has so much swag. Like, I, like, hate it. He's like, would you like to... Like, he's got, like, vampire swag, and then he's got, like, villain swag, and he's got ridiculous swag. Like levels of ridiculousness that can only be found within jojo um i love every level so that's where i am right now with dio but stardust is definitely not my favorite i'm sorry if you guys love stardust maybe it'll grow on me maybe i'll get later in the series and like i really like um diamond is unbreakable and we're talking about stuff that hasn't been animated yet i really like steel ball run yeah Mm. the next one is diamond is unbreakable yeah, I'm going to... My my other friend was is excited for me to get to that one because he's interested in knowing um, the, how I feel about it taking place in kind of a, uh, a single area. And then there's a style shift, which I like yes. the visual style shifts um, for the seasons that seems to be happening. Like, I don't necessarily 100% like each aesthetic, but I like that it shifts. I don't know how to explain yeah. that. Like I like how I it evolves. Like the the art style definitely evolves a little bit, but the it's not so much the art style that's a really drastic change. It's the color palette. They kind of like yeah. leaned really hard into the fun colors for for, for part four. Um, well, the which really animation like. style too from the clips that I've seen of it. The actual like physical animation is slightly different too. Yes, um, it's a little bit more playful and less uh, like. Less fist of the North Star. Yes. (laughs) And, like, there's nothing wrong with either of those styles, but I like seeing people play with those styles. It's one of the things I love about um, Mob Psycho 100 is that it mixes a lot of different kinds of styles of animation um, and is very experimental in that way. So I I, I don't know. I just like the shift. And also it gives me something fun to look at. I really liked the color palettes of Battle Tendencies. That was another... I also liked their crop tops. Bring back... (laughs) Bring me back crop tops! I was... I'm just like, gets back to fucking Stardust Crusaders. And it's just that one French guy with his one crop top and everybody else is wearing a full last shirt. And I'm like, this is bullshit. I had two crop tops and now I'm back to one. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that's my, but I'm having some issues. I was going to talk about YouTube drama, but we've had enough of that, I think. So all I will say is some people bin garbage and y'all pick the randomest moments to finally admit that someone's garbage. Not you, the listeners, but you know what I mean. The general public. Like, people come out with receipts about people being garbage, but, like, there have been receipts about other garbage stuff that these people have done and people were, like, silent, like, didn't lose a million subscribers, but then, like, one person with a lot of agency comes forth and talks about something shitty that people has done, that a person has done, and this is, and it's like, yeah, it's shitty, but, like, racism was also really shitty, and y'all ignored that, so I have And there's conspiracy people, conspiracy theories about that specific person. Yeah. uh, And be like, oh, it's just a brand thing, and, like, bruh. (laughs) Bruh. Yeah, there's a lot of, and this week has, there's been a lot of YouTube drama. There's been so much. So much between different people. Some of the people, though, I'm like, who, whomst are you? Like, 
like, someone made a post about how some of these people, like, just appeared one day with millions of subscribers, like, just came out of the ether. That's kind of what it feels like. Yeah, I'm like, how, where did you fucking come, like, I like to think of myself as hip and cool and on the trends, right? Like, I know what's going on. But no, I I feel like I really want to make a BuzzFeed quiz that's like, is this person actually a, um, actually a YouTube star or is it a stock photo and I made them up? (laughs) <laughs> which would be which would be fun i think a fun little youtube quiz but um put that yeah. on sporkle.com <laughs> with that that's my salt all right and let's move into the imported salt um we got one this week from lord of the podcast roaches at night twitten uh who says guys i guys guys i i i'm afraid of sonic 2019 they keep saying he can't hurt me, but he's just there, watching. I cannot begin to break down all the reasons why the trailer makes me uncomfortable. So I'll leave it in the hands of Jim Sterling, who says, This trailer looks like it was made to make a boardroom happy. Like, this seems to, this seems clearly to have been designed and just tested and tweaked over and over and over until it became this weird, creepy, awful blend of things. I mean, Gangsta's Paradise in a Sonic trailer? So yeah, I've actually had a literal nightmare about the character design, and I'm really weirded out by it, and I'm not going to see it in theaters, but there's this weirdly fascinated feeling that I know means I'm going to watch the fucking thing eventually, and I am not looking forward to doing that. Um, They are supposedly changing the appearance of Sonic and that movie, but I suspect it's not going to look any better. The worst part about that is when they say we're going to change the appearance, what they mean is we're going to work people over time with very little compensation. And so beatings be- will continue until morale improves. Exactly. So basically the special effects team is going to get worked to death in the animation crew in a very short amount of time to push this movie out when really this could have been fixed if the pre-production team would have done their fucking job. But they don't do the research into what makes a character franchise property so popular. And there's a lot of, like, CEO bullshit, I think, that basically, like, chokeholds the actual creative team into being forced to put out this product they're not proud of to begin with, and then having to be crunched in order to produce this shitty product that they're not proud of to begin with. And I feel bad for them. Like, I feel really badly for the creative team, excuse me, involved with this movie. I think the feedback, we live in a universe where people like now can instantly give their feedback and nobody waits to give feedback. We instantly go to Twitter and give our opinions about stuff. We don't wait to give our opinions. Because that's the way Twitter is designed. It was designed to thrive off of that kind of reaction. That's just the way it is. And our minds have all kind of been processed to get to that point. And I don't blame the audiences for reacting, but I don't think studios know how to deal with this new attitude. And their immediate answer to overwork people in a shorter amount of time so that it's done before the original release date is not going to create a good finished product and overall will probably end up crashing that studio. So it's unfortunate. But, but all the CEOs are going to get their payday. They're going to be fine. So fuck yeah. you got mine. There's so many times studios will win awards, effects um, studios and animation studios will win awards and then go bankrupt. And Life of they Pi don't exist was anymore. probably one of the more famous recent examples of that. 
Yeah. Where that movie is just CGI for the most part. Like that was definitely the the major visual effect and like I, I'm not really sure what word I'm trying to pull out of thin air here, but yeah. you know what I mean. Like that was yes. that was the majority of the movie that was the special effects. And they won an award for it and then the studio it just doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. And it's really unfortunate. And like I said, I don't I don't blame people talking about their opinions on the internet because websites like Twitter have fostered this relationship. However, studios need to learn how to react to things in this modern age that isn't just we are going to immediately do what you tell us to do at the price of our um our employees' well-being. Shush doggies. <laughs> the dogs so, agree with us, I guess. Yeah, they they agree. Um, the Sonic disaster is an interesting case study that I would like to see someone explore in like terms of media production, social media, and late stage capitalism because there's a lot here. <laughs> there's a lot to explore. Um, although I think Sonic is a difficult franchise because Sonic has a lo- Sonic has a love and hate relationship with Sonic already. <laughs> Um, like, there people, you either love Sonic or you hate Sonic, or you, like, ironically love Sonic, and there's nothing in between those three points. Um, and it's, like, it's this, it's this weird thing where they have had other, like, some people I know are like, why is he talking? He shouldn't be talking, but anybody who's, like, continued through the game series and or watched the animated series, like, we know he talks, he has a voice, um... So that part isn't weird for some people. I think the design was a huge problem. I don't know why they went for that design choice. Um, I know that the development team who worked on Pokemon um, Detective Pikachu, that main um, concept artist was hired because they had previously done concept art of realistic Pokemon as fan art. Like it was a whole fan art project for them. Um, so they already had an idea of what that person was working with, and Pokemon has a very clear brand guide. Um, so I feel like they have a very clear vision with how they want their characters represented, and they've already made property things in 3D. They haven't been realistic, but they know what those characters look like rendered in 3D. So that was a different, it's a little bit easier for them to make that jump, because Pokemon from the get-go was designed to make that jump. I don't know that Sonic was. It was designed to be like a scrolling platformer. Um, yeah, I don't yeah. really know how this issue will get absolved. I'm sure it'll be a garbage fire, but I feel bad for the the creative crunch that's about to happen. Um, Maybe in a couple of months, Sonic the Sonic Boom animated TV series will make fun of this mess. I hope so. I hope that would be okay. pretty funny. Yeah. yeah, that would be funny. <laughs> All that I show has is- some weird like moments weird like self-aware moments where it's really funny for some reason like gumball i i fucking loved gumball gumball's kind of frightening in a way yeah but they have like these weird hyper self-aware moments yeah they're like it's become sentient (laughs) but i totally feel you i don't know who in the production team was like human teeth are a great idea what someone took like they like swapped detective pikachu and sonic's faces it was horrifying (laughs) 
They made a clear effort with Detective Pikachu to keep him stylized. He's so cute. He's so fucking cute. Actually, I think that- all of the Pokemon that I've seen, I haven't seen the movie itself yet, but like all the movies that I've seen in stills and in in trailers look really good. Even like Mr. Mime, who could easily look terrifying because he does in the actual game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, he's he a mime. Fine. Yeah. yeah. He, he looks uh, like he does in the game. Like- like- <laughs> yeah, and like the thing is, is like people... People I know who've seen it said, like, even some of the more terrifying designs you accept in the universe, because overall the design is so cohesive. And uh, I I also think it's easier because there's more diversity of, like, creatures in Pokemon Detective Pikachu than there are in Sonic, where it's, like, just Sonic. Yeah, and everybody uh, else is just a person. Meow! (laughs) It's a line from the trailer when someone opens the door. And Sonic goes, uh, meow. And someone was in a theater waiting to see Detective Pikachu. And the um, entire theater, when that commercial, that ad came on, went, uh, meow, out loud. (laughs) (laughs) And then Jim Carrey is Eggman, I guess. I, mm. That's a wild-ass fucking ride. I can't wait till people make horny blogs about Eggman. I mean, Please. they already exist, but hornier Please, no. blogs. <laughs> God. Why, why is Sonic fandom like this? Listen, they're horny for their hedgehog. Oh my god, that's a great tagline. Horny for their hedgehog? We're gonna get kicked <laughs> off of iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> I wish horny for their hedgehog could be our title, but it can't be. We can't name the podcast episode, but our lawyers made us change the name of this podcast or, or so we wouldn't get sued again. Like, we already again. did that joke. Like, oh, God. Well, Jake, I trust in you. Jake, do something. <laughs> do something, Jake! <laughs> Help! Help us! We're trying. Because also, horny for your hedgehog. Like, hedgehog sounds like something people call a, a, a like, a euphemism, like a bush. You yeah, know? euphemism for your pubic hair. Yeah. <laughs> Horny for your hedgehog. Anyway. Anyway. Where can we find you on the internet? You can find me as at FilthyWizard on Twitter and FilthyMagicUser on Instagram and Twitch. You can find me on Twitter and Twitch as HumanityUpgrade and on Facebook and Instagram as CrowFeatherCosplay. You can find our... Wayward co-host and editor Jake on Twitter as Jake underscore Lionheart. And you can find our podcast on Twitter as at Podcast Salt. You can listen to our podcast anywhere you can get podcasts, including iTunes, Spotify, and Fireside.fm. If you like the show and you would like to help out, consider contributing to our Ko-fi page. That's ko-fi.com slash the salt report. And I don't have a tagline. Help me out, Jesse. (laughs) <laughs> and remember Sonic 2019 horny for the hedgehog please no <laughs> you can't <laughs>